Welcome to TAD Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. Well, hello. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of TAD Talks. It is April 2020, and we are in the throes of a major worldwide pandemic, which is a little different, I think, for all of us. And Aaron, you're joining me from the great white tundra, the frozen tundra, as I heard, because I heard it's snowing up there. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You're right. I think everybody has a little bit of different state of what that is um, across the United States and our acquaintances where we work. And so, yeah, Michigan is definitely one of the, the higher numbered coronavirus states. So our governor announced yesterday we're going to be in shelter at home through May 1st. Hey, there's a cat. Sorry. This is going to lead into exactly what we're talking about today. Which oh, my is- gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Here, did perfect. you? hear my toad <laughs> here. I was just going to talk about being patient and, and, and working through things as my 10 year old opens the door and the cat comes in crying. Um, now you can shut. The, okay. Let her in. You shut the door. I'm doing a podcast here. Yeah. That's so yeah, that's actually, you're right. That's a perfect uh, segue. And I'll probably hear that tone in my voice and go, Oh, feel embarrassed. But if you're listening to this, you probably, um, you understand that. And so the reality is we're all faced with probably working at home and uh, frustrations and and the reality of that is things just aren't like we know them and so today i think it's a great time to address i think some commonalities that we're all going through and then a little you know bit of hope at the end of what about post coronavirus what's that going to look like what should we plan on i mean you know of course, no one knows exactly, but in our world, everything's going to be so very important. You know, I think I saw glints at the news that I think um, record number of unemployed individuals in the United States last week, and that's going to continue to grow. So our jobs as career professionals and workforce or in universities or wherever you might be to help people transition their careers. Hey, it's our time to step up and it's going to happen really soon. Yeah, it's it's completely true. Um, you know, I think you and I might be in a little bit different position than some of uh, our other colleagues. You know, we we've been working. I mean, I've been working from home or on a plane, I say, you know, my, our commute has always been either I'm at home in my pajamas doing, you know, doing work or I'm, I'm on a plane, you know, going, going across the country, but yeah, I've been doing it for so long. I don't remember uh, what it was like to have to go in every day and, and work with job seekers directly. I mean, it's been well over a decade now that, that, you know, I think we've both been kind of working from home. The struggle is real for folks. I mean, this adjustment from going in, in a structured work environment, having to be somewhere and going through that daily routine is definitely different. And if, if you add on top of that, not just working from home and kind of dealing with the technology difficulties that I know some people can have, if you've got children that you're trying to homeschool, if, you know, now you've got this extra layer of, I would say frustration, but possibly distraction and prioritizing becomes so key, right? You know, wh- how do you prioritize? 
prioritize your day. And so I think the first thing we're really talking about is, you know, how important is routine and, and how do we really keep to a routine given that we feel like, you know, everything's just been completely uh, upended for us. Yeah, no, I agree completely, you know, because I find that for myself with, um, you know, I have a 10 and a nine year old and I have older adult grown children too, but to have them and to say, you know, our school's been canceled and, and how do you juggle between being with them and in Michigan, you know, this April weather, honestly, yesterday we went from thunderstorm and hail to sunshine to snow showers back to hail and thunder and rain. And so, so you know, I think we're, that's so sad <laughs> for you because over here in California, it was like 55, 60 degrees and cloudy yesterday. And I actually was upset because I was like, wait, why is it not sunny? It's April. And then you told me about that. And I was like, oh, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, no, because on Wednesday it was 72 and I was hot and shorts. <laughs> I know that's not hot for y'all there, but that's, you know, pretty warm coming out of winter here. And so it's just with people getting trapped inside, you know, everybody makes some jokes about they're learning about their spouse or their or their partner or just their their kids. And some of that can be really good if we can learn to manage it in a way that is productive. And so you mentioned routine. And I think one of the, the biggest things when we talk about a routine is literally, or especially for those of us who are not planners, is to sit down and write out what would you like your routine to look like on a daily basis? Because we all have work to do. We are going to balance and juggle the interruptions like, you know, my son just now or the cat or whatever it might be. And, and I see all the memes about, hey, I'm going to the fridge every other minute. But what is it that we want to see routine wise? Draft that out and look at and, and be realistic. You know, you're not going to sit down and close your office door or your bedroom door and work for six hours. But what does it look like? Are you going to be on for an hour or two and then deal with family and kids and play? Are you going to non Traditionally, maybe start a little bit later, but then work in the evening when the kids go to bed. It's okay to be non-traditional at this point, but what you have to do in a routine is identify it. Hey, and listen, don't fool yourself. Write it down. I mean, you can adjust it, but looking at it and trying to craft the routine over a few days is it to look at what works and what doesn't work is really the first step in trying to establish some normalcy in this very abnormal time. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think one of the things that I have done for a long time, and I am not a good, uh, I wouldn't call myself an organized person. I think you know that about me. If you, I mean, you, you know, cause you see my office when you come here. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the best at organization, but what I have always been good at is getting a list of kind of to-do items down and making sure that each day I kind of set a little goal for myself that says, okay, today, these are the three main things that I want to get done. I might have 12, 15 things on the list, but they're, you know, and that's kind of the way that I keep my in a good routine of continuing productivity, even when, and I'll be honest, um, it's even been hard for me, even though you would think we'd be used to this, it's been hard for me to even adjust to this because I am home and this is the longest we've been home. Yeah. I, I can't no. even, I can't even tell you, but we've been apart for so long, Aaron. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah, like, oh I wish God, I could I remember a quote. Right? I'm like, I'm like, so you're gone with the so, wind or something. Totally. So yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I do to make sure that 
that, you know, is, and I have some little tips on how I keep on track because I've actually had a lot of people, my sister, in fact, um, who is your biggest fan, as you know, she was telling me the other day, I don't know how you do this work from home thing. Like you walk by and you're like, oh, the dishes. Oh, you know what? I forgot mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I forgot. I want to. all have that. their little voices. Yeah. It's like the laundry needs to be folded or, you know, she's like, it's so For hard sure. to sit down when you can, you can physically see all of these other things that need to happen within your home that you don't see when you're out and about at work. And so, um, but for me, the the writing it down lists are super good for me because like mm-hmm. I said, I might have 15 things, but I set a mini goal for myself every day that I want to accomplish at least three of those things on the list every day. And, and in whatever time frame, I think what you were saying is important is right now we have to understand that you're most likely going to be able to go up to your office or get into an office space and work from eight to five with your one hour lunch. And that's going to be realistic with everything else. And I think this is actually one of our tips is giving yourself the flexibility. Yeah, for sure. The flexibility is really important. And some of us are better with that because we kind of run our lives being flexible. You know, we're just trucking down the road and and we're used to being able to change um, on a dime and turn a 180. And then there's some of us who are a little more set and a little more routine. I like to do A, B and C, and it might be a little bit more challenging. But the idea here is, yeah, you establish the routine and the priority in that routine, but then allow for flexibility, allow your office door to be opened up, allow your pets to drive you nuts, allow for the distractions. The Maybe it is a beautiful day and you wanted to get some stuff done, but it's the first beautiful day. Give yourself the flexibility, be good and kind to yourself that, you know, you know, the task you have to do, you know, your responsibilities, and maybe you've worked, you know, 20 years, 10 years in that eight to five mindset, that nine to four mindset or whatever it is. And you're like, nope, I have to work during the day. And then you're going to let yourself go. Well, maybe you can step outside and spend your quote lunch hour or your lunch two hours going on a hike with the kids or getting outside to rake leaves. And then you come back in and you get at it. Maybe you take the afternoon off, but you know, in the evening, you've got to work a few hours flexible. Don't be rigid. And and, and and allow yourself, listen, there's no playbook to this. And so as we all walk through this together, part of it is allowing the freedom to say, hey, what works and what doesn't? And, you know, some people are like, no, 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 I've got to get done by five because or four or after three, it's all downhill. Perfect. Hey, if you can get your work done by three for the day, be done and let it go and be present with whatever it is you need to be, whether it be the lawn or it be the kids, be present, put your phone up. I'm there with you. I like to look at the memes too. Hey, Tiger King. <laughs> no, okay, I know. Wait, we I have know. to pause for that because you brought it up. Can we just, I just need to tell you, first of all. Follow up Sunday. <laughs> no, I've already clocked that. But also Carol Baskins totally killed her husband. And Tiger King is probably one of the best train wrecks I have seen in a really oh, boy. time since, since like the Ozzy Osbourne show. In fact, I would say well, that one was hey. <laughs> what was it? Jersey Shore had some episodes that, that were train wrecks. That is true. So but I found was... myself like a horror film. One eye open. Oh, but you couldn't, I mean, really, truly, you cannot make this up. That I mean, Tiger no. King, but I think we needed Tiger King. And I think it came out at exactly the right time for, for everyone. You know, I think that it's oddly enough, thanks Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is really the savior of the corona pandemic for a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, it does. It 
it does. But so back on track, we digress. But back no, on no, no, track no, 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 no. <clears throat> so, right. The flexibility is important in that routine, which really then allows probably for our last main point here. And, and that is really it's being patient. Being patient is a key when you establish the routine, you allow for flexibility and then the idea of patience, don't you think? Yeah, I think patience is not one of my strong suits. I especially, yeah. <laughs> we were literally just talking about, once again, our favorite subject of customer service or lack thereof, and just how, yeah. especially right now, I think patience is important because there are some really big inconveniences for folks and don't get right. started on the toilet paper crisis of 2020, which again, I'm still not really understanding the whole hoarding toilet paper thing. Um, I think that there's a lot of other things that I'm seeing off the shelves that are a little bit more pertinent to survival. Hey, uh, I saw on Target yesterday, literally half their toilet paper area was full. What? Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah, it. See, I, see, this is the thing. This is how this Michigan- person like... <laughs> Snip, rubbing it through my fingers. Right so, so let me ask you though: Did you get it, whether you needed it or not? Because nope, you saw I refused. It. I almost did, and I'm like, "Don't you do that!" I didn't need it, and I'm like, "I'm not going to do that." So good for you. Well, you know, I I know this might be a little TMI, but you know, I tell people all the time, I'm not. I don't understand the toilet paper thing. If I run out, I guess you know, you always you always lose that one sock in the dryer, and now I figure oh, out what the other totally. sock can be used for. So I have a you know, bunch I, of those. Yeah, we call them socks with no friends here, and we have a drawer where you know it's just socks with no friends. There's no match, and so you know, worst case scenario, if if I don't have toilet paper, I guess uh, you know, right. we found use right. for those. So either that, or I could make a mask out of it now. Apparently. Well, well, my Facebook has been listening and they keep sending me bidet, home oh, yeah. bidet. <laughs> yeah, which are, like, now, which are now $4,000 versus $400. So, you know, no <laughs> price gouging. Here, I think I, I can't give the promo on our show, but it was only like a hundred bucks. I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely well, a big uh, warehouse uh, buy there yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> but if I bought one, I maybe got a second one free. I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to use that. a sock before <laughs> I'm using the water. Just saying. Right. Just saying. Yeah. So, I, mean, I do think, but I think patience is definitely something that I've had to practice because I have had to go out and about you know, I have, I've had to say to myself, well, wait, you're being a spoiled person right now. You're inconvenienced, but look at what else is going on around you and stop being so selfish. And, you know, sorry that you're put out for that day or, you know, they don't have what you need, make it work. And again, that's that flexibility. Okay. So you go to the store, you want ground turkey. They don't have it. Well, guess what? Pick something else. Stop being a baby about it. And and understand that we're, trust me, I am not starving because I am that person who's like, get away from the fridge, like every day. All of us, man. I'm telling you every second. The quarantine Ridiculous. 15 is what they're calling it. So, you know, I've never, I've never thought I'd eat an apple and an orange every time I walk by the fridge because yeah. I thought, well, we sit to the apple or an orange. Wait, I don't know. Wait, you're eating apples and oranges. I'm over know. here like I've I've literally cured and smoked probably an entire pig at this point because I've made <laughs> bacon. I've made pulled pork. I've made ham. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, that's so that's my jam. I mean, I, I'm, you know, going into stockpile mode, but I'm you know, doing, it's like, I'm like, okay, well, I need 72 pounds of beef jerky to get me through. I don't yeah, nobody, yeah. Nobody needs that much jerky. So, but yeah. So, no, you, know, you know, when you say patience though, it just reminds me of something. I, I just want to make sure I don't forget this is that I think it's easy for us to say, you know, be patient, but can I tell you something? 
I, I really believe that it's a learned behavior. So even though you might struggle, you know, even it might be hard for you, it's something that you can learn. And it might be just literally a day at a time where you catch yourself before you go off. Like, you know, when my kid walked in, I was like, oh, I mean, even in my voice, I know it rose up, but I'm like, stop it. It's okay. But that's part of the learning process. We're not going to get it because, oh, I'm patient today. No, sometimes I think for most of us, I consider myself pretty normal and average that it's almost a moment by moment thing. And so it's a choice you make to be patient and it's a learned behavior. And so be kind to yourself when you blow it and you're not. And at the same time, know that every little time you can catch it and correct it and have the self-talk. That's how I, I really believe. I think that's how you become more patient is when you're, oh, you said the word earlier, mindful of it. Yeah. You know, it starts with being mindful of it, right? Yeah, well, you have to, I mean, just like with anything, you have to become aware of the fact if you're an impatient person in general, times like these are going to be very difficult. You know, my wife works for the state. And so Emma is actually downstairs right now. And one of the things that has been, I think, uh, oddly not oddly, she technology and her aren't the best of friends, but she, you know, part of the struggle is getting onto this remote system. And is the, is it the internet? Is it the server? Is it what, you know, and trying to like, all of a sudden now, you know, we, we have to be it support. We have to understand technology. And so I think that patience is one of those things where you have to know if you are somebody who's not patient with technology or hiccups or hurdles or inconveniences, you have to say to yourself, okay, I know that's kind of naturally how I roll. Right now, in this time, I have to be mindful and practice and be aware of at all times when I'm feeling escalated because of these things. Because I think what's going to what what can happen is it starts to feed on itself. And then you become more escalated each time you don't catch it or each time you don't become aware of it. And then you're starting to feel a little down in the dumps or a little negative. I always feel like negativity snowballs so much faster than positivity. It, it, take, oh, yeah. it feels like, you know, it always feels like to turn the negative, you know, negative train around takes a lot more than, you know, going from positive to negative. And so I would just say, in addition to kind of some of these tips, the only thing that I would probably mention that's always worked for me, I get up every day without fail and I start my day in the exact same way. And I do that because it's part of my routine. And part of that is that I get up and I shower and I get dressed every morning. Now, I'm not yeah, saying I yeah. get dressed like I'm going out to train anybody, but, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm wearing shorts right now. But, uh, but you know, I, I get up, yeah, I get pajamas. dressed. Yeah, you're in PJ still. That's good. I did shower, though. <laughs> okay, good. Well, you did shower. Well, because, you know, hygiene is, is key here. That's... Well, listen, uh, along with that i'm not going to derail you so don't lose your thought but you're right i mean if i don't consciously and this is weird i working from home i'm usually showered by whatever nine or ten or whatever now i'm like aaron do not go past noon because <laughs> my routine is so mixed up but listen instead of being mad at myself for that i've come to grips and say okay if it's done by noon we're still okay Absolutely. And so, yeah, you know, Absolutely. but yeah, finish what you're saying. Cause I think it's super important because yeah. it's easy to put all that off. Well, it is, it is. And I, and I think it's a, it's a few things, right? Because I think that there's, you can still be comfortable and have a routine. Like we're not, yeah, I mean, for I, sure. I, and I've never been, and anybody who's ever worked for me or with me knows this, I've never cared about what people wear into work or, you know, as long as it's like clean and appropriate, right? I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you just get showered and put on your PJ bottoms again and you go to work that little thing 
thing of saying, to me, the shower is represented, this is the start of your day. You are officially mm-hmm. awake and you are officially ready for the world. You know, like for me, life doesn't begin until after the shower happens. And so uh, you're right. I got it. People think that's crazy because I used to, I mean, I would shower. This is how crazy I am about it. I would get up, do my routine. I would shower, throw on my gym clothes, go to the gym, work out for two hours, come home and shower again. And they're like, why would yeah. you shower before going to the gym? And I'm like, because mentally for me, again, yeah. it's an act of this is what's saying I am ready for the day now. Like this is the thing that you do prior to entering the world and saying, all right, my mind, you know, my mind is clear. I'm ready to handle whatever is that's coming my way. And that's one thing that I feel like is important. Obviously showering is important, but for this particular uh, conversation, it's yeah. important for that routine aspect. The other thing that I will say, you know, we both kind of have the ACDC where we can't sit still for long periods of time. And so one of the other things I would say is in that flexibility, part of my routine includes things like once I get up, get showered, you know, I'll come up, I'll, um, I'll do some work. I'll check emails. I'll handle all that. And then I will go downstairs and I'll go outside and I'll check my garden and I I get a little bit of fresh air. And I do that periodically throughout the day. It's maybe only 10, 15 minutes or so, but I go out and I have these little things that I do that kind of give me the the break that I need to come back. And then I'll continue back into my work because The opposite of that for me is I've been known also to sit up in my office like Gollum where, you know, I'm over the hunkered over the computer for eight to 10 hours working on a grant or working on an e-learning training or something like that. And all of a sudden the entire day is past me. It's getting dark in my office. And then I just feel physically very drained. And even though I haven't moved. And so I think physical activity, even if it's just a, I'm not saying go out there and run a mile and come back, get up, move from your desk, get some fresh air, stretch if you want to go. If you have a garden, check it, talk to the kids, see what they're up to. If you got kids, whatever it is, move, just move, Don't get stuck in that chair for too long. Because just like in the workplace, you want to make sure that your blood is flowing because what you're going to find out most likely is that if you don't keep some routine of keeping, you know, getting up and walking here or walking there, you're going to find yourself feeling more lethargic. And I think it really affects your mental ability to stay focused on tasks as well. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, yours is a shower. Mine is a cup of coffee. You know, I have to have it not because of the caffeine, but it's just the ritualistic routine of it. And that's the signal. So we're going to encourage you to keep doing that, to keep pressing forward, to reestablish a flexible routine with patience. And when you can do that, I think you're going to you're going to find the next few weeks that we're all working at home. Hopefully it's just another few weeks till May. And then we can maybe start to get back to establishing, quote, normal, whatever that may look like. But however, this long, we're still looking at several more weeks. So let's make the best of that. Let's, again, focus on identifying the priorities, writing down the routine, practicing flexibility and learning and treating ourselves and the people we're with with patience through this. Um, and just real quickly, we've, we don't want to make this too long, but just in a couple of minutes, uh, Teresa, why don't you talk for a second about what is this going to be like? Because life will resume. So I'm going to give you two minutes to forecast what some ideas of what you see post coronavirus when we're in the world of workforce and career development. You got two minutes. Go ahead. All right. Two minutes. So one thing that I am going to fair warn everybody about is this, and I've seen this for um, years and years as a grant writer, be preparing now. I know that we're dealing with crisis. I know that we're trying to be adjusting as we're moving through this process, but please, please do not 
overlook the fact that we should be starting to come up with a plan for what happens when we get inundated at our centers and our nonprofits and in our workforce and career development. You know, we've got kids that miss their graduation possibly who still need to go to college or their tech school, or I mean, as Aaron, as you said, the, the record unemployment rate of all time at this point. I mean, we're we are going to be backs up against it when the when the country reopens. And so, I would encourage leadership, if you're listening to this, to start having some significant conversations with your staff and with your management about what is the plan. Step it out. Action steps. Look at objectives. Look at goals. What is the plan for making sure that we have the infrastructure to support what is getting ready to um, wash over us as soon as we are able again. You know, are your are your one stops going to be, I was going to say manned up, but uh, you know, are they going to be, yeah, be staffed up, right? So looking at your staffing resources, your human resources, do you, ha- are you going to have enough people to handle the inundation of uh, new job seekers? Are you, are you technologically able to possibly can some of the things that you've started now to help offset some of that human uh, interaction piece? of it, right? Because I think that we need to take the lessons that we've learned through the use of technology and continue to apply those in post-corona. I think that these lessons should not be like, okay, we did it and that was great because we had to, but now we're going to have to go back to filling out 32 pieces of actual paper in person. I think that we can, you know, I think that we need to take some of those lessons and, and move those over. And then I think the last thing for me is looking at, hey, business services folks, if you're a business services professional out there, if you're one of, uh, if you're, if you're a certified business services person, this probably will be a little bit easier, but now is the time to be reaching out to businesses. And I see it all over LinkedIn. So I think it's great. But any of those personal relationships that you've had with your business customers, this is the time to really start looking at what their needs are going to be when everything starts to open up again, because now more than ever, our business community is going to you know, need us equally as much, which sometimes is not always the case, but equally as much, I think, in this scenario as our job seekers always have. And so please, please start looking at the infrastructure and having those conversations now and have a plan in place. Don't do what people do when they write a grant, which is they write it, they forget about it, they get the call, they got it. And then three months down the road, they're sitting there with a bunch of money that they're not doing anything with because they didn't plan to actually execute it. So create a plan, have the conversation, write it out, get everybody on the same page. So when everything starts moving, you don't end up getting kind of inundated and caught behind the eight ball. You know, they always say a man with a plan, right? What is it? A man without a plan plans to fail, right? Isn't that the the same? So, So start having those conversations now. Um, do yourself and your customers that that favor, because I think if you do that, you're going to be in a much better spot. Don't turn it into another crisis by failing to plan for what you know is inevitably coming. My recommendation, and we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, yep. on our next podcast. <clears throat> we will. But, but in the meantime, I think we're going to wrap up this edition of Tad Talks. And I just want to let everybody know uh, out there, all of our customers and listeners and um, our colleagues, that we are here to help in any way that we can. So, you know, we do have obviously we were lucky in that we had our our e-learning and our online courses up. We have the capability to help. We do customize uh, e-learning content for our customers now. So if you're looking for something out there that that can meet the needs of your professional development training plan, don't hesitate to reach out. Or even if you just want to talk, we've had a lot of customers say, well, do you know of anything else, any any other product as this or any other service. And we've been, you know, providing that kind of support as well. So we continue to, you know, encourage people to reach out. If there's anything that we can do to help, we are always here for you. Um, and we're hoping everybody's uh, staying safe. 
and staying healthy because that's number one and and always going to be the priority. And outside of that, Aaron, are you going to go? What are you going to do? What's what's today? today? I'm gonna I'm gonna go wrangle these two wild ponies I have in my house. I'm gonna kick their butts outside, even though it's cold. We can bundle up. Going to use some energy outside. Yeah, you know, we're going to go in and enjoy the rest of our Good Friday today. And and even though we're not going to be a traditional family with extended family, we're going to celebrate together. So that's what we're going to do. And yeah, I hear them right now. It's like a, a little riot. They're, they got their signs up. They're like, they've only asked me a hundred times, are you about done? Yeah, are no, you about well, done? But this is the thing, you know, as well as I do, if you didn't actually have to do this podcast oh, right no, now, they would be, no, they'd they'd be, be ignoring fine. you like they normally do. So yeah, <laughs> it's the only time in their life I'll be like, hey, whatever you want. Yeah, you can right. have it minus yeah. the guns and the lighters. Right. For all you know, somebody's <laughs> taken off at the car at this point. You really don't know what's I'm going on with out that. there. Long yeah. be quiet for another 30 <laughs> minutes. So, but anyways, all right, y'all. Um, thanks for listening in today. If you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to Tress or myself. We're here to support you. We appreciate you all. Stay healthy, stay strong, and um, keep the peace.